0: That's the strategy to just say, I can't believe anybody would vote for those guys over there. Apparently, that's it. That's the trick Nancy Pelosi has up her sleeve. I'll tell you, the Democrats should be positively ashamed, not just because of what has happened to this country in terms of our economy and the mass inflation we're experiencing in terms of the border disaster, in terms of, gosh, the report card we got on fourth and eighth graders just the other day and how they've declined so significantly in math and in reading They shouldn't just be held accountable for all of that, but even for their own lousy political strategy, which I would argue is actually pretty detrimental to who we are as Americans. You don't just say you can't vote for them because they're bad people. (laughs) No. I mean, then you're talking about half the country. I mean, this reminds me of the deplorables thing all over again. Hello. Welcome to the program, everyone. We've got some really interesting poll numbers out that I want to share with you. Because they've got to make Nancy Pelosi pretty darn, pretty darn concerned. That's if she's smart enough to be concerned right now. Uh, Portions of today's program are brought to you by Legacy Precious Metals. You know, having safety in one's investment portfolio is really, really important. And there's ways to do that, a variety of ways. I encourage you to go to legacypminvestments.com today to download their free investing guide, to look at how maybe gold or silver or both could play a role in the diversification of your portfolio. You can also look at getting a gold-backed IRA. We're actually going to talk a little bit later with Charles Sternberg from Legacy Precious Metals just about the general environment we're in and all of these challenges. But again, back to Nancy Pelosi who takes the cake. I get to share with you portions of the New York Times interview that she did early this week, in which she said, and I quote, I cannot believe anybody would vote for these people. (laughs) This is her referring to Republicans. She says that the the GOP campaign was driven by endless lying and endless money. So, um, yeah, I mean, there's money in politics. There's money, by the way, on both sides. And is there lying in politics? Mm -hmm. I would say there's a whole lot of lying, again, on both sides, because it's all about spin don't forget. But the way they're characterizing things, and by they, I mean Nancy Pelosi, Joe Biden, and their cohorts, the way they're characterizing things is it's us versus them in a kind of environment that I think leads to an ever-increasing amount of polarization, which is actually damaging to our democracy. So when they sit there and say, oh my gosh, our democracy is going to be ruined because of these people, I can't believe anybody would vote for them. I would flip it on its head and say, what are you doing? Why can't we actually debate policy? Because if we had had real policy debates, you know what? We wouldn't be in the situation we're in right now. We really wouldn't because we would have figured out that we were creating too inflationary an environment, that we were harming our kids by not allowing them to go to school, that we did damage. And you know what? I'll blame, you know, I'll blame the last administration for this because I don't think they should have shut down the economy the way that they did. There are ways to have done this. There were ways to have not. But the left took hold of everything and really, really ran the show in ways that I think we're going to pay the price for for many decades to come. Of course, they're going to pay the price too, assuming that they trust the election results. Because, you know, that somebody is trying to always take it from them, right? 80% chance of winning. That's what we are seeing from the 538 polls right now by Nate Silver, that the GOP has an 80% chance of winning the House. So I think it's going to happen. I mean, you just look at all these problems we've got going on, and you heard me say a few. I mean, look, you're trying to fill your gas tank right now, and you've got Nancy Pelosi and the, the woman out in Michigan there, the governor there. And by the way, speaking of Michigan, the new energy policy director, Jennifer Granholm, all of these people, Kamala Harris, that seem to think the answer is to just go buy a $60,000 EV. It's not like everyday Americans have 60K just hanging around to go buy that new EV. So there's almost a lack of empathy there. I mean, when the White House is having parties where they invite James Taylor to play songs on the day that the inflation numbers come out, it looks like we got a big increase and they think it's a a celebration because uh, maybe it went down a tenth of a point um, over the previous month, but it's still a huge increase over where we were last year that just doesn't play in Peoria. So politically, they got nothing going on. Economically, they got nothing going on. Internationally, we're looking at some challenging times ahead with both China and, of course, the Russia-Ukraine situation. I don't think this team knows what they're doing. Not that the other side does, you know. I'm going to get into the details of this poll, and I think a lot of Americans see through all the lying and all the hyperbole that comes with the political environment we are in. What you see is that increasingly, as we get closer and closer to midterms, it looks as though Republicans are having a better and better shot at it. And uh, I, I would just point out that again, according to FiveThirtyEight, eighty percent, eighty percent chance of winning the House. Meanwhile. This is an interesting one I want to share with you, actually, from ABC Ipsos. It turns out that voters trust Republicans to handle the economy more than they do Democrats. All these issues, inflation, the economy, crime, all of these things are really mounting. And Americans seem to believe that Democrats cannot handle that as well as Republicans, 36% to 21% will be able to better deal with inflation, according to ABC News Ipsos, because inflation's at a 40-year high. On the economy, 36% of voters choose Republicans to do a better job compared to 24% who trust Democrats. Of course, 31% say they don't have any faith in either party, which I, I understand, believe me. I mean, there is such a, a lack of willingness to address fundamental economic challenges because they think, you know, you can just hand out money and call it a day that's not going to work. It really is not going to work. And then when you see things like data that just came out showing how home prices, the increase that you were seeing in home prices, that increase is plunging actually the most ever since the Case-Shiller Index came out in 1997. So they've been tracking this stuff for quite some time, or at least uh, since 97. And what they have found is that These price increases are declining at a record rate. Why? Oh, because mortgage rates are now above 7% and I expect are still moving even higher. So that's a challenge for people. The other challenge for people is that their gas prices keep going up. Their food prices keep going up. They read about all the crime. They're stressed. They're stressed. And all of this equals a problem that frankly, Nancy Pelosi ought to recognize and ought to be a little bit more sympathetic to. it. What I'm sort of offended by is the political overtone to it, which is this us or them mentality, which is, you know, you can't possibly vote for that other side because they're trying to destroy democracy. Our democracy is, you know, hanging by a thread. That is the message they are trying to send over and over again. And it's disturbing. And frankly, problematic or it's a real democracy allows for a lot of different viewpoints. And what they have chosen as a tactic is if Republicans win, then they are going to kill all our freedoms. I mean this is uh this is pretty darn pathetic. Really that's what it is pathetic. And I'd say it on either side. I mean we've got to be very careful right now about making sure that there's enough room for diversity of opinion that is so critical, again, to who we are. Let me turn to just the economy because we got the CEO of Legacy Precious Metals, Charles Thornberg, coming on the show momentarily. He's going to walk us through his concerns right now and what to do about it. I mean, what the heck do you do about it if you're looking forward to possibly retiring anytime soon and the market's been going as south as it has? How do you also prepare if you have got a little bit more time on your horizon? So we'll get into all of this including his concerns about China, his concerns about oil prices, um you name it. But be, before we do that, I just want to point out one other thing. Economists got it really wrong. The establishment got it really really wrong. Everybody somehow thought, I mean, I was like the lone the lone person out here saying, "No, no, no, this is going to be problematic." And by the way, um social media didn't like that <laughs> one single bit. You can't say these things. You can't say we're in a recession yet because the White House hasn't sanctioned it. I mean, you want to talk about concerns about democracy? There you go. Anyway, I, I've been out here pounding the table, telling you inflation is going to be a real problem, and unfortunately, I'm right. But I think it's important that you understand it. I think it's important that you think about it. You don't have to agree with it, of course. You know, you may say, "I think we're going to be out of this thing in a couple of months, and the market's going to go soaring." And I, I hey. I hope it does. Believe me, I hope it does. But I should be able to have these dialogues, right, with you. Everyone from Janet Yellen to the head of the Federal Reserve, of course, Jerome Powell, to, of course, the administration. I get their bias, but you have economists out there that are supposed to be doing the right things. By the way, even the markets, because the markets, they took a lot of time to catch up to where we really are. And and I would Argue that it's not entirely baked in because there's going to be more challenges to come, which is why I wanted to bring on the program back with me here today. Charles Tonberg. Charles, always good to see you. And I think, you know, this is the question I keep hearing from people. You and I got it the other day, actually, when we were live talking to listeners and viewers. And by the way, for anybody that participated in that or wants to see that, that's coming out this week. So be on the lookout on friday for that particular special show but this is what we keep hearing what do i do how do i how do i protect myself what are your thoughts
1: you know welcome uh thanks for welcoming me back it's glad to be back again that show was amazing um and before we get into that just the 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 amount of questions to hear what's on americans mind it was very telling um and it made it something that i was very proud to be a part of with that with you to be able to put some, some people at ease. So that's kind of what we do. It's not about being right. Unfortunately, we are right. Um, and this is one of those few times it's kind of painful to be right because this is what we said is going to happen. But here we are. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, uh, interesting. You know, the Schiller Index is an amazing um, piece of data mm-hmm. that helps define where most people have their true retirement value, their home. Yeah. We, we talk about what's to happen. I mean, and, and it's not surprising. It's down over the past six months. Coincides directly with the beginning on the increasing of all of the, the Fed rates and, and <clears throat> the battle of inflation that we started too late. And yes, Larry Summers had it right all along. Um, and, and here we are knowing that it's going to get worse. Now I, I will say when we look at what's to come. We're probably going to see something very disguising come up here next month. We're probably going to see GDP bump up. We're going to probably see a positive GDP, but it's not for the right reasons. It's really all about what's happening overseas. And we talked about, as you were saying, China and Russia and what's happening overseas. We're not going to have the imports that we had. So it's going to bump our GDP just a little bit. To the point well, where they're going to point and that. say, everything's better.
0: Well, is that is that tied to inflation at all? I mean, when you see a bigger GDP number, I mean, yeah, there's more dollars, right? But right. You, at some point, you need to adjust that for inflation because the, that's you know, the problem, yeah.
1: right? And, and what they're going to do is you're going to have people calling and pointing to that number saying, it's better. We're not going to go into recession. Yeah. But we already know we're in a recession. Uh, And recessions are funny. They're not a straight line. They go up, they go down. Things can pick up a little bit, and then they can plummet down again. I know that we have a labor market that's pretty impressive for where we're at. Mm -hmm. But we all know that's temporary. Everyone's talking about the layoffs to come. So you're going to get a bump in the GDP. You're going to have some people on the Fed say, maybe we start to relax and they're going to let that inflation come storming back. And this is where we're going to see that stagflation hit. It's, it's a very dangerous indication of what could happen, what is to come.
0: Explain stagflation.
1: You know, when you, you, when you have the bad economy, you, you have a negative um, gross domestic product, you, 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 those numbers aren't right. And then you see unemployment pick up, right? And then you have inflation. When you have those three things together, is that's what causes stagflation, because you have high costs of money, Mm -hmm. so businesses can't go out and preload their expenses Mm -hmm. to build and create economic growth. And then you have unemployment, so you have no one buying those products as well, reducing corporate profits, reducing the stock market, removing jobs, because now the companies aren't making money. They have to let people go, which then in turn lowers the GDP. It's a very, very vicious cycle. That's why stagflation is so dangerous. And, and most people don't get it because no one really likes to talk about it. It's, it's some of the worst case scenario you can have for a nation or an economy like ours because you have all the worst happening at the same time.
0: It's also one of those things that's really hard to fight, right? As you're trying to suck money out, it's not working. Let me ask you this. Do they need to do something more? Like Maybe not just say, okay, we're going to raise rates. Maybe they actually need to do something like the reverse of the QE, right? When quantitative easing was going on, they were buying up everybody's treasury bonds and everybody's right. mortgage-backed securities. And they get this huge inventory of this stuff. Do they need to sell it then to- They
1: do. Yeah. They do, but where do they sell it? See, this is this is the big problem. They have all of those treasury bonds at a much lower interest rate. I'm not buying something at 1%. 3% out there. Why would I do that? The only way they do that, and here's where it gets tricky, and this is what they're going to have to do because one of the ways the Fed fights a recession is with their uh, their, their balance sheet. They spend, they buy, they infuse cash. The problem is their books are heavy now. They have to unload it, but what they bought, they can't unload. Okay, and
0: but, but what it, wouldn't it just get marked down? I mean-
1: but okay. that's a problem too now because now you have you're creating a deficit in the Fed's balance okay. sheet. So what do they have to do? They have to print money because they can't be unbalanced for long.
0: Oh, this is a mess. So they,
1: <laughs> yeah, so they can unload it. And if they unloaded it, you know, deep enough, people would buy because we care about yield. Those of us who do bonds and there's not a lot of people who do the bonds and longer term stuff. I'm one of those idiots who who loves that kind of stuff. Um but I will buy a discounted bond because I care about the yield. Sure. So you could get the yield right where you can offload all of that. One, who's going to buy it? Right. Those who have excess cash or those who are moving cash out of the stock market, which they can't have them do that. (sighs) And this is why the hedging and the lack of response by this fed has been so dangerous and it's going to, it's going to bring such a long-term financial um, disaster to us. And we even see the warning of it. This is going to go on a while.
0: That's, I, I think that's- so. I mean, and, and you and I got into this a little bit on the show, the, the potential for really a lost decade, because mm-hmm. no matter, and like politics aside, no matter who comes into this now, I don't know how you clean it up. It's, it, they spent the last couple of years printing so much money. You're talking about roughly what, I don't know, seven trillion. It was six trillion and change. And then you think about everything that the government did in addition to that, and still wants to do, and and I don't I don't know how you you fix it at this point.
1: And don't don't discount Social Security now too. I will The cost of living has gone up so much; those on Social Security need the help.
0: They and need the help. They're, they're they're actually you're seeing the biggest cola increase. And Social Security, I think, ever. And we had a big one last year, too. So that, at some point, I worry um, very well could become insolvent. Our uh, stature, shall we say, is coming into question in ways that it just hasn't in so many years. Uh, let me flip here to the the consolidation of power by President Xi, the fear there in China, the fear that maybe that is going to trigger problems with Taiwan. We already got enough going on between Russia and Ukraine. I mean, you throw that in. How do you gauge that right now?
1: My biggest concern with that is really it's a Cold War, but with China this time, which is far worse than was with Russia, because China actually has more resources than Russia did. The Soviet Union wasn't as powerful powerful economically as China is right now. They're going through their issues, yes, but they don't have anywhere near the debt that the rest of the world has. They they function on a different level when it comes to the economy. They they have a nation of savers. They have a nation of, of people who don't go into debt. So they have room economically to flex. And if we get into a cold war with them, um, we're in trouble. We won the last one brilliantly by, by President Reagan because we made Russia or the Soviet Union bankrupt. We built them into destroying their army. They couldn't afford to fund it anymore.
0: If you were to get into a conflict with China, then that could actually just send us in a really, really bad direction.
1: In in multiple ways, the conflict itself, but also because the amount of treasuries that China holds.
0: Walk me through that. Well,
1: they, they buy a lot of our government bonds. A lot of our debt has been funded by China. So So they buy all of these bonds released by the Fed and all these auctions that don't go off. They could hit the market suddenly with all of those instruments and and destroy the bond market and then destroy our ability. We would again have to print again.
0: And this gets back to what you were just saying on the Federal Reserve. If they were to suddenly hit the market with all the stuff Mm -hmm. they accumulated, it could have a really bad effect which is why they're not doing it. I don't know Is we are strategizing in the ways that I would hope economically when it comes to China, only because to me, we should have a whole bunch of resources here, right? From semiconductor plants to energy, by the way, to all the technology that we've relied on China for as well. That, that should be here and we should be thinking about that ahead of any kind of potential challenge are we doing enough on that front
1: absolutely not absolutely not <laughs> part of our big problem right now in the slowdown is the supply chain
0: mm-hmm.
1: if if we actually manufactured more here in the united states it wouldn't have been the issue we wouldn't have had the struggles that we had
0: um it's it's one of those reasons why i personally like safer investments and you know, in my own personal life, the way I've always sort of approached this is to have a lot of safe havens, so to speak, right? To have safe places. And then, you know, in in terms of the equity portfolio to be thoughtful and measured and, and very time appropriate. So for someone like me who's not retiring for a long time, it's a little different than someone who's closer to their retirement right now, or even retirees that have had to really be further and further out on that risk curve, right? They couldn't for years really depend on the bond market, which is what you used to be able to do years ago, because there was no yield. That may be shifting a little bit, but what's your sense of how people can prepare for you know the next couple of years if they're thinking about winding things down and not having to work anymore?
1: Right. Great question. Uh, and And I'm always going to say gold and silver to some degree, right? There should be in everyone's portfolio, good and bad times. I think these are the times where it makes the most sense for people. Mm -hmm. Um, But then you also just want to look for the safety. You may see a point in time where these real estate prices come down enough where that's a possible investment. Mm -hmm. But you want to be in a place where you have liquidity. You don't want to be sitting in an asset where it keeps going down. You're losing your gain. You're losing your liquidity. At some point... You know, people don't think it can happen, but stocks can go out of business. Mm-hmm. They could go to zero.
0: Yeah. I mean, hey, Lehman Brothers went to zero. <laughs> An yep. investment bank that was around for hundreds of years and yep. nearly took the whole system with it.
1: Beyond that, too, look at Enron. Sure. Energy. Mm-hmm. That's even more in demand now. You're in the wrong company. It can go to zero. That's Equities can do that. People don't think about that. They, they they were sold a promise. Put your money here and forget about it. Let us handle it. It's not the way it goes. It's not the way it should be.
0: One of my big beliefs is to to not time it, to just try and figure <laughs> yeah. out, okay, what do I need long term? And And I look at gold, certainly in my own personal life and just say, okay, that's there. That's there in case, you know, God forbid, you know, I really, really do need it. And we're in a really bad situation at that point that's when it actually really spikes and it gives you some of that liquidity that you may not have with other right. things. I think it's a tough time out there and and I know everybody has a lot of questions and I know how much they appreciated hearing from you recently because that that was a very exciting show and we are going to be airing that show so people should look for it on Friday a special edition of the Trish Regan show just Charles and myself talking about all that's going on with you guys because that was, you know, hearing from all those viewers, I think, was such a wonderful thing. And we literally heard from them. They joined the phone conversation, the Zoom chat that we had. And so for anybody who may have participated in that, you're going to hear yourself uh, talking as well. <laughs> so thank you for that. I think people liked hearing from you, Charles.
1: It was special for me. Thank you.
0: As well I as hearing that. from you again today. Thanks as always. I, I just want to remind people they can, they can get in touch with you directly at LegacyPMInvestments.com. And we will talk to you soon.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks, Charles.
0: My thanks again to Charles Thorngren of Legacy Precious Metals. Always good to have him here. Just a reminder, if you want to know more, if you want to talk to Charles and his team, go to legacypminvestments.com for more. They've got a free investing guide. And by the way, I should also let you know we do have that entire show that many of you called into coming out this Friday. So be on the lookout for that exclusive edition of that show. And if you want to sign up so that you can get the invite to the next one and ask Charles and and me questions directly, please go to my website, TrishIntel.com. We'll make sure that you get that invite. Again, it's free, but it's closed to only fans of this program. So TrishIntel.com or LegacyPMInvestments.com. Oh, wow. You know, there's been somebody sitting behind me this entire fluffy, <laughs> this entire time. And if you've missed him, he's right over here. You see actually right behind this shoulder. This is all the more reason. If you're listening on Apple iTunes, make sure that you go and check out my YouTube channel. Subscribe to it. You can see this little guy in person. Dare I wake him up? Can I wake this little fluffy up? Look at that. I mean, he heard his name. He heard his name when he's looking over here. I'm going to go grab him. I'll be right back. It's like I have a mascot or something for my show now, right? Well, anyway, I, I love this little guy. He's a big part of my life. And uh, he's the sweetest, sweetest, sweetest dog in the world, which is why I want to make sure, I always want to make sure that he has the healthiest, the healthiest food. And that's one of the reasons when I met Dr. Dennis Black, who's a naturopathic doctor, and he is very, very, very focused on health. Not just for himself and human beings, but for dogs. He's got two beautiful, beautiful dogs and he met Fluffy and we were talking about the importance of nutrition. And he told me all about rough greens, which is a supplement that he came up with to ensure that his dogs would get their nutrients. And I tried it for Fluffy, who absolutely loved it. And he went from being a picky eater to a happy eater and, uh, loves, loves this stuff. And I I love it because I know he's getting all his vitamins, all his essential, essential nutrients that he needs to, to have a happy life as such a wonderful member of our family that you are. So I, I wanted to tell you about it. And as time goes on, I'm going to tell you more because there's just some wonderful, wonderful testimonials besides just what I'm telling you. You can get this yourself. Actually, Dr. Dennis Black has a special offer where you can get it for free. You can get uh, your first bag of the Rough Greens supplement for free. All you have to do is pay for shipping. So go to Rough Greens. It's R U F F Greens.com. Again, R U F F Think of Fluffy. <laughs> he, he, uh, he promises you, you'll like it or rather your dog will like it, right, buddy? Right? Right? Oh, we're going to get him barking and talking on the show. One of these days, right? You can you can actually you can do some of this yourself. What do what do you think about uh, taxes? Should they go up or down? <laughs> Good answer. All right, I will see you all tomorrow. Go check out RoughGreens dot com, and we will continue this conversation. See you then.